Welcome back to the program. Today we're talking about uh, one of the most popular comedies from the late thousands, and that movie is... What is going on? Now, uh, I think this is regarded as, like, top three comedy of that decade. This came out in 09, I think, or 08. 2009. 2009. Um, and I think it's regarded probably as... Well, here's the thing, and this is going to be a lot of what I want to talk about. Is like, I can't tell if it's regarded as an all-time great comedy or not. And if it's not, I think it's because the sequels... Did the sequels ruin the original? It's kind of like my thought process with The Hangover 12 years later. I don't know if you've seen the sequels. We'll never talk about them, so we got to throw them kind of in this conversation because they're just shit movies. But this is such a good original idea. It's relatable. Well, not to the extent, but it's relatable in that everyone's had a hangover. So it's, you, you're, it's already funny there. The casting was great. Zach Galifianakis was hilarious. Uh, Ed Helms is kind of a straight man. Uh, Bradley Cooper is kind of a douche. Which, talking about typecast as an asshole. Uh, they work such great. As the, they do so well as a team. Ken Jeong is hilarious in his, his bit role. It's such a funny movie. And then they re- they recycle the plot two more times after this as a cash grab. Yeah, for sure. Like, first off, I thought this was the mid two thousands. I was totally shocked when I saw that it was two thousand nine, because um, I just associated it with like the movies from just the after college, like yeah. for whatever reason. But apparently not. I mean, it's such a unique and original movie that they had to make it two more times, like that, and ruin it, of yeah, course, right? Yeah, yeah. Like because it's just all the other two movies are just rehashing in different plot. scenes yeah. uh, different scenarios or like scenic areas like just rehashing what has already been done um, which is a shame right but like I feel like the, the other thing that kind of it doesn't spoil it for me but like it makes me think about it is that like when this movie came out then everybody tried to recreate this movie for their bachelor parties mm-hmm. right like and and this was this movie came out at the time just just after so it came out after I got married um and at that point we've already had a couple of bachelor parties that we had done for people that got married before me but there were also those that got married just after so it was kind of like in that time frame for me of like bachelor parties and what like what a bachelor party should be and like what are you going to do how like that type of thing right and thankfully, it was after we planned a bachelor party for my buddy to Vegas. It was a couple of years after the fact. Because I feel like it's probably totally intolerable to be in Las Vegas since this movie has come out. Because it's like, hey, it's the hangover. It's the hang-, yeah. you know, like, And they ham that up just like they ham up the whole thing of the like, what happens in Vegas stays in yeah. Vegas, which is... This is my wolf pack or whatever. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I have to imagine that there are like gift shops all up and down the strip with all the like stupid like the baby t-shirts and the yeah. sunglasses and the you know whatever yeah everyone wants to have a tiger in their at their bachelor party now <laughs> yeah of yeah, course yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no that's uh i think that that movie had the that impact really like right away on culture yeah it was it was pretty quotable for a while after um I had a friend that was Zach Galifianakis with the baby for Halloween, which is a, kind of a hilarious costume. Yeah. Um, 
like it was really quotable for a while and like back to the sequels thing i kind of wonder maybe because it's still fresh because like major league isn't ruined by major league two and major league three for me even though those are terrible movies yeah um but i think the that societal impact of it being quotable was diminished because they came out with hangover two and hangover three i think that some of the quotes that were so quotable come from Ken Jeong's character. Mm-hmm. And you probably can't get away with saying some of them. That's true. You know? Um, because, I mean, look, his character, as you said, like, he was perfectly cast. In this. Dr. Ken Jeong. I know. Dr. Amazing, Ken right? Jeong, who started a whole second career after being a doctor of becoming an actor and blew up. Like, him in this movie, like, that started his trajectory. But I also, like, mentioned, too, like, Look, I really appreciated his stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. but Zach Galifianakis, before this movie was like people didn't know nothing was. was like ca- yeah. character actor or like background actor or something like that. Like he was in a bunch of other movies too before this, but I knew him from his comedy and like his his stand-up comedy, and he'd do the piano bit, very irreverent, you know, yeah. like the piano bit even before. Uh, like Bo Burnham and like some mm-hmm. of these other again talk about like we've, we've talked about before with like. Com- like comedians following what other comedians have done and like kind of growing on that, you know, and developing their spiel from that. Um, but like Zach Galifianakis, like thinking about his comedies where he's sitting there, he's playing the piano and he's talking, like he's telling the jokes instead of the singing of the jokes like Bo Burnham has done, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like how this movie just catapulted him. Oh, he's huge because um, he's so funny in the movie. Like, yeah, most of the comedy is coming from him. Besides, like the other like Ken Jong and like yeah. some other situational things, it's coming from him. And this was like really when he blew up, and he blew up fast. In this movie. Yeah, same. I think it's the same year, two thousand nine. He was in Up in the Air, George Clooney movie. I'm pretty sure that was two thousand nine also, and he had like a really small role. I remember watching that movie recently and thinking, because I love that movie. Thinking like, well, how is he a, such a bit part? It's like, oh, he's filming both these at the same time. No one knew he was gonna blow up from yeah. Superbad, yeah. or sorry, from from uh, the Hangover. Well, well, you have a Hangover? Is that the, well, yeah, mentioning Superbad? Uh, I I think it's funny because his casting was so perfect, but they had other people that they wanted for this movie. They wanted Jack Black for this role. Skadoosh. Makes kind of make. I mean, it would would have been worse, but it, it would have been sense. a totally different movie yeah. if it's Jack Black instead of Zach Galifianakis. And they also brought in uh, Jake Gyllenhaal for this role. Too handsome. And they brought in Jonah Hill for this role. Makes sense. Which makes sense. And he had just blown up from Superbad yeah. in 07. And the one that blows my mind because it makes this a completely different movie. They wanted to bring in Thomas Hayden Church for this role, which makes no sense because all that does is that this turns this into Sideways 2. Yeah. But, but, which was also about a bachelor party, although right, right, a bachelor right, right. party drinking wine and Napa Much Valley. Tamer, yeah. yeah. Um, a very different Jake, bachelor party. Hall also doesn't make sense to me, but I'm wondering if that's like... Because they wanted Zach's character to be nerdy and kind of like a loser and... He doesn't necessarily need to be like kind of like a uh, chubby fat, fat like, loser. Yeah, yeah, like that's just extra. So like you kind of getting that with, with Jonah Hill probably could have pulled it off. So I wonder if they're gonna make Jake Gyllenhaal just like a total nerd that like his father-in-law or his, excuse me, his father like does not trust with the yeah. car and everything. Yeah. Like they could have made him like dork, but it makes it's so much better that he's like kind of a, a chubby guy who wears yeah. a shirt with wolves on it. Right. And and I mean like 
But they did a fantastic job with the casting um, to the point of Heather Graham as a stripper, like mm -hmm. spot on. Yeah. No offense, but like that was spot on casting. And they had other people that they wanted. Uh, they wanted Lindsay Lohan for that role. Um, and she says that she regrets turning it down. Like she turned it down apparently and she regrets it. And why would you not regret it? Because yeah. what has her career done since then? Right. I mean, it's not been good. Right. Uh, Ed Helms' wife, perfect. And any movie that, that's going to, comedy especially, that's going to knock it out of the park like this has to have perfect casting. Yeah. And I think that's a, a huge part of why it succeeded was like everybody is perfect. Yeah. And in particular, that, that group that the movie centers around, they just work so well together and they're all different. So perfect, in fact, that uh, the scene with Ed Helms and the tooth, uh, Ed Helms actually has a fake tooth. Um, so they had didn't have to like use oh, any like any prosthetics or anything like that. He just pulled out his oh, fake wow. tooth. Oh wow! I did not. know He that. has a fake tooth. So in real life. Also, the the Mike Tyson cameo I think was a but like a I didn't think it's that funny. Um, but that was a big like quotable thing or like thing to reference. I mean the 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 cameo whatever you could take or leave. I think it sets it up for the. Uh, the in the air tonight, in the air tonight yeah. joke, yeah. right? Like the one joke. Everything else is just kind of, meh. right? Like yes, Mike Tyson had has tigers in real life. Right. Okay. Great. But like everything else is just kind of meh. They, they but for that one joke with Mike Tyson throwing a punch, right? Like that's they bring him back either in Hangover 2 or Hangover 3, or it might even be both. So two. Mike Tyson actually did this movie and accepted this role just to fuel his cocaine habit. Um, he has since, since being on this movie, like he supposedly is off the, off the powder, but that's why he did this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could have done without that. Yeah, it's, it's a, I think it is the end of the air tonight joke, but it's like, yeah, it's a whatever. Um, it's a whatever cameo. Uh, the tiger in the bathroom, though, it, it was and is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, one device that I really like in this movie, and I don't even know how to, to, to like, assign a name to it, but the fact that they set this up with, you think the main character is going to be the dude who's getting married. And the first 20 minutes, yeah. like, you're under this impression that, like, he's a straight man, like, it's going to follow him, and then he disappears for the next basically the, yeah the entire movie and he's not really in the movie i feel like that does something to your brain where you feel like you're kind of searching for him also yeah and i think that's really actually smart like we talk about a lot of movies that we consider at its core to be kind of silly and dumb but like i think that's actually really smart writing because i feel like you're also looking for the guy well you so were, you were introduced to him and you feel yeah. like you're gonna go on this journey with him and all of a sudden like He's gone. Like, I'm, I'm invested in this, too. Well, so this is based off of the writer's, like, real-life bachelor party where somebody got really drunk and disappeared and woke up in a strip club and had no idea where they were and were being well, extorted for, like, of us. for, well, for sure. You know, especially the part about being extorted for hundreds of thousands of dollars or something like that. But, yeah, um, yeah but, I mean, they, they did a fantastic job and... I just hate how Hollywood, like, they milk it dry until there's nothing left, right? Now, I'm sure that Hangover 2 and Hangover 3 both got a lot of money. 
Especially, I'm sure the second one in particular. Yeah. I, people might have wised up by the third one, but yeah. they probably both did, yeah. But but it's because, you know, like, it's all of the little things, like the like at the end, right, where they have the camera roll as the credits are rolling, and yeah. they show, like, all the, like, pictures that were taken during the bachelor party, uh, or they show the pictures that were taken during the bachelor party. Um, like, it just works, and it's funny, and it's ridiculous. I mean, like, you see some of the pictures, and... God damn it. Yeah, so it's just, it, it works perfectly. And I, you know, again, I hate Hollywood for ruining movies by just like keep going and telling the same jokes over and over yeah. and over again. As you go to the original question that I posed, does it hurt the first one? I actually, even just in talking about it now, I think my answer kind of is yes. As somebody that went through, like, saw The Hangover in theaters, went and saw the, I don't, I think I saw the second one on like a pay-per-view or something, but like saw the second one, didn't even bother with the third one, but um, kind of saw this all develop like culturally. Like if you're, if you were too young when The Hangover came out, maybe you can rewatch this movie or watch this movie now once you become of age to appreciate it and just see that and be like, that's an all-time great comedy. Cause it is, I think it's yeah. like a brilliant movie, but going through the whole like cultural thing of it from start to where we are now, I think two and three do kind of hurt it because I don't even re. I think it's a great movie, standalone movie, and I don't rewatch it that much. Yeah, and I don't. It's weird because I can just try to ignore two and three. Like I try to ignore Star Wars episode seven, eight, and nine. Like they didn't happen. I don't know what people are talking about. Those movies don't exist. But I can't. For some reason, like after seeing Hangover two, it did ruin Hangover. But you're fine with one, two, and three, right? Comparatively, maybe that was the whole strategy was to appreciate one, two, and three more because seven, eight, and nine were such dog shit. It's because you're all about Jar Jar Binks. That's well, yeah, Jar Jar Binks was more compelling than anybody in seven, eight, nine. More compelling than anybody in Hangover two or three. Too. Jar Jar Binks is actually a Sith, in case you're wondering. And so, like, yeah, that, he's he's actually exactly. like he's not bumbling and stumbling and like, like, oh, look at that guy. He's so goofy. What, like, he's undermining everything because yes. he's a, he's a Sith why, spy. So. Uh, the Phantom Menace is a compelling movie and more compelling than Hangover 2. Yeah. And I don't know why that, it, like, I don't know why that, that diminishes the one movie for me, but I, I've, I have a hard time re-watching it for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's not one that I go back to. Like, there are some movies that I watch, like, repeatedly. This is not one of them, uh, which is kind of a shame, right? Because it's... It is such a good movie, and I kind of agree. Like, the uh, knowing that the other ones exist and that they just did the same jokes over and over again to just just for money, like that kind of bothered me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it might also just be the movie itself. It's like that journey that I mentioned of um, you feel like you're invested in finding the dude. Maybe it's, that's just not a rewatchable thing. Yeah. Maybe it just gets old after a while. I've seen that probably five times. Because um, you know what's going to happen now. Exactly, yeah. So it's not as interesting. So maybe that's part of it too. But I, on, uh, Between Two Ferns, which is Zach Galifianakis' mock talk show, which is hilarious, Jerry Seinfeld was on, and Jerry brought up this point. He was like, Do you think that you destroyed what would have been a comedy classic by the cash grab of two and three? And Zach, because he's playing a character on that show, said, My Aunt Deborah needed a baboon heart transplant. That's why I did Hangover 2. My Uncle Dickie, his yacht club burned down. That's why I did Hangover 3, is to save my uncle's yacht club. Which is a brilliant remark, but I'd love to actually hear Zach's answer to that. Yeah. I'm sure, like, all money is green. He probably doesn't care. Yeah. But. That's all I got for this one. Um, I, I, I don't know if it, you know, I mean, like, it holds, 
some of it holds up, but it only holds up insofar as like keeping in mind it's about a bachelor party. Yeah. You know, like if you know that it's about a bachelor party and you know that keeping that in mind, then yeah, it kind of holds up because every, not everybody with their bachelor parties, but a lot of people are trying to be like have debauchery and like yeah, craziness and, and whatever. It's not about that for a lot of people, but for a certain segment of the population, it is. Um, and so it holds still up. exists. I'm yeah. drunk right now, but yeah. How you, you're drunk now, but you have the hangover, or no, you just it's anticipating? Coming. It's coming. Okay, you're yeah, just yeah, anticipating. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have a score? <sighs> this one's tough, right? Because of a lot of the things that we've talked about, but I think it's I think it's pretty high. I think so too. I think that this is probably seven four. Oh, uh, you stole my number. I was gonna go. I was gonna go seven. I mean, you can still go seven four. I, I'm gonna be an asshole and go seven five. Oh, Jesus. Whoa, really See, yeah, I mean, that's higher than I would have thought it would have been. All right. Okay. Guess it is good. Apparently, they don't care enough about Hangover 2 and 3. Or they don't hold it against it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 